Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide podcast. My name is Karen and I am your co-host and I'm sitting here with the lovely Jen. Hello. Welcome. My name is Jen and I am also a co-host. <laughs> I love it. Welcome. We welcome any suggestions for like how to introduce the podcast because um, we got rid of that like intro yeah. thing that just was not working. So yeah, I don't know how to introduce this, especially like if you're new here. If you're new here, hi, we're Karen and Jen. We have a podcast. Um, Jen's my younger sister. We work together. Oh my God. We do music. I, I don't know. She's an educator. Gotta love it. We gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. So today's episode is super special, nostalgic, crazy, and very vulnerable actually for me. Um, because a year ago today, I found out that I was expecting Theo. And mm. that was a whole story. Oh my gosh. We have to tell them the the way that it actually went down in the BTS, because that was amazing. Yes, it really was. I She called me and she was in the bathtub. Just a quick snippet of what it was. I was uh, fully clothed. I wasn't taking a bath. I was freaking clothed. out. Yeah, in a bathtub. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Why are you in a bathtub fully dressed? And then she showed me the pregnancy test. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be okay. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, we're like teenagers. I don't know. Teen mom. And... <laughs> And she was like, I, I don't know, I could it could be wrong, whatever. Like, I'm gonna go get more tests and whatever, take more tests. And she was like chugging a bunch of water. And I was like, Don't worry, don't panic. I'm just gonna buy Pitbull tickets so we can go in October. <laughs> this was September. So she was like, Okay. Yep. So yep. I chugged, I don't know, a gallon of water. Yep. Tried to take more tests. I was on Ticketmaster. Yeah. You're like going Do we want the, the nosebleeds or do we want this? And I was like, I don't know, I'm having a baby. <laughs> So that was our energy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so that night I didn't tell Nick because I had blown up at him over sushi before I went to take a pregnancy test. That's actually what prompted me to. Um, and I was like, this poor man, we're moving apartments. I just blew up at him. I'm not going to be like, and I'm pregnant because I would sound like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> so I was like, let me just buy pitbull tickets because that's not unhinged. And um, I'll tell him the next day. And then we did. But that night when only Jen and I knew all of these questions popped into mind. So I kind of wanted to do an episode on just like myths about motherhood and career. And and what were some of these like scary waking thoughts? Because I remember texting you to like one in the morning. You're like, I have to sleep. And I was like, okay, bye. And then I woke <laughs> up at six. I was like, Jen, like, I just, I don't think I slept a wink. And um, it was exciting, terrifying, just all of the emotions into one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is meant to be too, like, if you're having these fears or these questions, like, think about it, get Karen's perspective. But also, like, I don't know, as we navigate this whole motherhood thing, I want to make sure that we're staying true to, like, I don't know. I feel like it's such a separate, not separate, because it's part of your identity. Let me finish a freaking sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sometimes people see motherhood and career, and it has this immediate connotation of just, like, Gwyneth Paltrow. And oh, just, yeah. like, this big, like, cozy, cuddly, I'm going to sit with my cup of coffee. And no, my bone broth. No, don't drink yeah, coffee. bone yeah. broth. And no longer have an aspiration for a single aspect of career. <laughs> and I have no ambition and no drive. I just want my babies to be yeah. safe. Or a momfluencer where I'm going to tell yes. you all the baby finds and all the things. And guess what? My toddler threw up the other day. And it's like, nobody yeah. cares. Literally nobody cares. Exactly. And that was actually a fear that I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to see me different. And they're going to think that because I'm a marketer, all of a sudden I'm going to be throwing, you know, like burps cloths and breast milk and whatever. And it's like, <laughs> no, not my energy at all. Yes, absolutely. So this is kind of very, very beginning stages of, of motherhood and, and what that looked like. So I guess I can say the myth and then you can tell me kind of your response to it or how it's different, if it's sure. true, if it's not true. The first one would be that your life is over. And, you know, at this point you were arguably in a good 
good point of your life and where you things were working you know you had i just had a birthday jen we bought an entire new wardrobe we and did. you gifted me my first burberry jacket and i was like this is it i have made it in my life and then here we are yeah so is that true is your explode. life over um no on the contrary my life got significantly better in such a way that i could have never conceptualized um and also i learned so much about the privilege that it actually is to be able to get pregnant and not to get all like you know women's rights right here right now but one in four pregnancies end up in a miscarriage and i didn't know that until i was pregnant and i was like oh my gosh there's a 25 percent chance that this isn't viable even though it, it you know however you might feel about being pregnant in that moment, it was just like your instincts immediately kick in of like, oh my God, I want to protect this thing. And like, what even is it? And, you know, reading about everything and no, the the life over just kind of felt like it would dominate my existence. And no, it hasn't. It's only enhanced it. And it's actually been like my bullshit detector. So the things that I really didn't want to do, this baby has helped me really get rid of them. Bye, baby. Bye, baby. I don't know why I had an accent, <laughs> but it's helped me get rid of them. Okay. What about the myth and career that nobody's going to take you seriously? Oh my gosh. That is so hard. And it's honestly still a mind fuck, even though I have no data to prove otherwise. Everybody absolutely takes you seriously. In fact, I, because I'm a crazy person, had a meeting maybe a week and a half or two after giving birth with um, an organization that is run exclusively by men. And I just mentioned, they're like, how was your week? I had a baby. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And they were just like all super supportive and excited and like, oh my goodness, it's going to be great. And um, the the male support that I have gotten as well as the female, but specifically the male that I was worried about um, has been nothing but incredibly positive. Um, and yeah. I know that's not the norm, but um, everybody takes me even more seriously and thankfully value my time slightly more actually because especially if their parents themselves like understand what that is yeah no 1000 percent um going into the next one myth number three i won't be in control of my schedule is that accurate or is Um, that false it's false in that i mean sure babies are unpredictable and i would be foolish to be like oh yes my child is perfect and does everything in the schedule that we need to Um, But there's just so much education on developmental processes and, you know, what you need to do and, you know, when things are most critical. And I would say like the first 12 weeks, it's just so brand new that it was unrealistic of me to think that I would go back to work and like nothing had happened. Um, But now that we're, you know, in the three month mark, like things are are starting to settle a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't say we're like sleeping through the night or anything like that, but you're able to set things in place. Like I now have a better idea because we've been doing this for over three months, like feeding schedules are like and support like childcare and co-parenting with Nick and you and just family. And um, I think if anything, the fact that I'm able to maintain my schedule has been as a result of me getting vulnerable and asking for help. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really been like, I'm a super mom and we know everything because no, not even a little bit. Okay. Yeah. What about the myth about villages? So the fact that, you know, if you don't have one, like if you don't live close to your parents, if you don't live close to people who could help you with the baby, then you're not going to be able to have, you know, support. That is so juicy. And that might actually have to be a Patreon. But the Cliff Notes version of this is twofold. One, yes, we all in some capacity have our village and our chosen family. It's not always family or family of origin. And even family across miles, like one of my good friends, Maggie, um, 
she has been an insane support and she's in Chicago with her toddler from sending me food to clothes, to advice, to being there every step of the way to walking me through her journey. Like that has been insurmountable. Um, but then also we're living in a land of, and of course my parents and you, Jen and my friend Sam and you know, just all the people that have rallied around us. Like I'm forever grateful. Um, but that's right. We don't have family in town. It's not always feasible or affordable to have them come stay for an extended period of time. You also need your privacy. Like there's just so many variables. But um, what's also been really eye-opening for me is that nowadays, I think we also need to talk to to mothers and humans that want to have children that you also have to pay for your village. And especially in this country where in the United States where our healthcare is trash, like I spent so much more money on my pre- baby delivering and post delivery than I had in the actual cost of the birth, which was still astronomical given how much I pay for health insurance. So I think it's realistic to tell people that like, yeah, if you want that postpartum care or that pelvic floor PT or sitters or nannies or doulas doulas or therapists or anything like that, like you will need to set aside some resources to be able to fulfill that. And and what's so devastating and ironic is that the most organic, holistic, bestest way to have a kid is the most expensive. And it makes it so cost prohibitive to most people to be able to afford that, especially marginalized communities and and folks of color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. There's something to be said too about, and I don't know if this is just like the immigrant experience or what it is, but just like my parents are also, well, our parents are, you know, getting up there in age and where it's not, they're not super young and sprung and like they can't they will try to stay all night with the baby and like do things like that and help you out when when the baby first gets here but you also see the toll that it takes not mm-hmm. just on yourself but the people around you so you have to and this is something i didn't notice you have to like change out your village a little bit like mm-hmm. when this person's tapped out then the next one comes in and helps and like you can't just have one person be the support all the way around just because it's very taxing so yeah yeah so i think just like really planning for um that postpartum and and that maternity leave and and what that needs to look like and what support looks like for you. Um, And as a self-employed person, I got to fund all of that. And that was both helpful because I could do whatever I wanted, but also incredibly stressful because I had to figure what that looked like. So kudos to anybody that has paid maternity leave, but has to go back before they want to, which is most people Um, because the average maternity leave in the United States is six weeks. And at six weeks, you're not even fully healed. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what about it being the most painful thing ever as a myth? Is that accurate? Yes. I really want to shout this from the mountaintops because that, that to me was not accurate. Like I still think about like, if I were to get a cavity filled, like that would be terrifying (laughs) instead of like giving birth. And I think that there's always people talk about like, oh, it's the most painful thing you're able to do. Anything after that is whatever. Like our mom used to say that all the time. And I'm like, no, it's not whatever. Like I still feel pain everywhere, um, in different capacities. But to me, birth wasn't, to me, the most painful thing ever translated to you might not be able to do it or Mm -hmm. you might give up or you might explode or, you know, insert whatever insane thing. And the reality was that it was one of the most empowering things I've done. And it wasn't painful as far as like excruciating. You won't be able to do it. It was more of just the most physically active thing I've ever done in my life like it it was so physically demanding that I didn't even know how I would ever train for that Mm -hmm. I felt like an iron man on steroids yes Um, so don't let it deter you feeling that you're just going to be in like this insane pain that you just can't handle 
And there's also so much for pain management. There's so many alternative ways to give birth nowadays. Like it's, and also it's not like, you know, you get to the hospital, your water's everywhere and you're just like ready to go. And it just, just slip and slide. Yeah. It just comes out. No, no. It's, it's a really intense, long process generally. Um, so you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, coming down to our last three, um, one being more about career, the myth that all of your clients will leave if you're on maternity leave. Yeah, that was terrifying for me. And more than anything, from a relational standpoint, that I wouldn't be able to be there and support my people, which made no sense. Um, Because thankfully, I work with such incredible people that there there was none of that. Um, I think like getting organized if you have a business and having a maternity leave plan. So I had you in place to support and be there in case I wasn't able to be there. But also... At the same time, I was still a functioning person and my brain was on and I, you know, I don't know when you own your own business, it's, it's like my first baby. So like I was ready to go no matter what I had two ba- I have two babies now, I guess four with like Aldo and Reina. Um, and your heart just like figures it out and your mind as well. So no. Um, in fact, we had what? 95% retention rate. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Which was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. You can't travel while you're pregnant. Is that, a, is that a myth? Is that accurate? No. I think it's like at some point in your pregnancy, you can't travel. Yes. A third trimester, you probably shouldn't in case baby comes. Um, but I was so afraid because, of course, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I had all these amazing opportunities. I had the Colin Williams seminar. I was doing this awesome thing at a trumpet festival in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, I had um, uh, Southern Miss for Trombone Day. Like I just had like all this amazing stuff that I had been working on for years at that point. Um, and just other, I was going to speak at the International Trumpet Guild and just like all this amazing crap, like everything that I wanted was happening that second semester. And I was like, damn it, of course I'm pregnant. Um, and honestly, I've never traveled more in my life than when I was pregnant. Yeah. I think that was like your post COVID travel around the world uh-huh. segment. Yeah. And it was hard. It was wild, but it was also kind of magical to like be bringing my baby everywhere. And Theo was at the point where he was moving when I was making some of the bigger travel. So um, this kid got spoiled with like just tons of really good trombone music. And he would like dance around in the belly and just like really, I don't know, just enjoy all the things that I was doing. So it was also like just really nice and special and, and also just like really vulnerable to be like, oh my gosh, it's not about me anymore. Like I have to drink water. I have to eat. Like I, ha- I can't just like focus exclusively on career. And that was like a really good, really good training wheels for like what was to come. Yeah, absolutely. And then last but not least, um, the myth that you'll be out of commission for too long and everything will explode in Karen's <laughs> words. Um, yeah, I. it is a major medical event. Everybody reacts to things differently. There's more than one way to have a child. Um, and the recovery times are different and people's experience are different. Like I felt more like Amy Schumer being pregnant than most of my friends. Like everybody was like, this is amazing. I don't, I'm nothing swollen or sore. You sneezed and it came out. Yeah. I, what first trimester, like anxiety or, or nausea, what was that? And like, oh, I'm still like powerlifting in my third trimester. And I was just like fucking like on the couch dying. Um, so I was like, okay, well I'm just going to die and then everything's going to be over and then I'm going to wake up and I'm like, just going to be a mom, which was so disrespectful at the time, realizing now like the gravity of what it's like to be a parent, um, and the privilege. So yeah, it was a huge fear of mine that I would just lose my faculties and not be able to like function. And that's just not true. In fact, I gave birth 
And you were amazing and brought me sushi. And that just brought me back to life. Mm-hmm. I really needed some of that raw tuna energy <laughs> in my life. And that just made everything perfect. And um, in fact, um, we have this really big project with the Cincinnati Opera. And I was, I think, voxing that evening or something or emailing or I don't even know what I was doing. But like, yeah, I've been in communication and working and you've been such a huge support. So I would say like you will be able to do things you won't want to. 100%. I did not want to do anything. I was exhausted and emotional and all the things. But yeah, have a good support system in place to to kind of be your liaison and and tell people. I That's another thing. I, I regret not telling people sooner. Yeah. I would have felt supported and seen and loved earlier on in my journey. And just that freaking Enneagram 8, like, no one's going to see my kinks in my iron, in my iron, in my shield. And I just, like, withheld all this love and, and support that my village was, like, so excited to give me. So Yeah, I remember the biggest thing is people being like, wait, you were pregnant while we were doing X, Y, or Z? And it's yeah. like, yeah, she was. And that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, do whatever you're most comfortable with at the time that felt like the right decision. But yeah, people are, are ready to embrace and love on you and, and everything's going to be okay is like the moral of the story here. And actually more than okay. I think we I've thrived more in career and I'm sharper and better. And also my capacity to love and to feel compassion and understanding for humans is just multiplied so much, especially because I'm getting firsthand experience of what it's like to have a chemical imbalance, what it's like to be physically unable to function or move, um, what it's like to feel overtouched or, you know, just ill or fearful or just like all the emotions I think I felt in the last three months. And I don't know, that's just given me even more compassion to realize that people are doing the best they can with what they have. We have no idea what people are going through. And I don't know. Life is such a beautiful thing. And, and we're all just little kids running around and we're so tender. And I think like approaching career and life like that a little bit just makes it so much more fun and Mm -hmm. enjoyable as I like sob into my oatmeal. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we can make some episode down the line of what it's like working for a pregnant lady. And then I, Oh my God, that should be a Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Working for a pregnant lady. I like that. Yeah. It was surprisingly delightful. And I really liked it. And I still do great is it <laughs> yes the little baby man that oh, I get to he's see. so perfect he is so perfect mm. okay right. well thanks you guys for hanging out um this week things launch and happen so be on the lookout for the courses and all the things um if you haven't checked out patreon give it a try we're sharing all the tea and all the crazy stuff remember how i said jen shaved her head and is bald it was in fact true <laughs> <laughs> and it's on patreon <laughs> so check it out and thanks for being here